Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. This is episode number 38. Welcome to Thrive Radio. I'm your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and business coach, and I've decided to bring on other entrepreneurs to share their story and how they're helping others to do the impossible. Today, my guest is Ling Agaron, and she is a success and mindset coach who helps makeup artists all over the world generate wealth and up-level their business. She is once the lead makeup artist at the Versace Mansion. Her work has appeared in Bridal Guide Magazine and Vogue Italia. Her skills have taken her all over Asia, Europe, and North America. I also want to mention she is a best-selling author of her autobiography, Little Miss Slay, and co-author of the number one bestseller, The Secret Diaries of a Female Entrepreneur. Welcome, Ling. Hi, Amy. It's so amazing to be here, and I'm so honored to be part of this and coming on your podcast. Thank you. Yes, I'm so excited that we met on Instagram. That is so crazy, and I I have to say that I am so glad that you reached out to me. Yeah, I just opened my Instagram account. I think I had 200 people on there, and there was I thought, there's no way she's going to talk to me, but you did. because I actually haven't asked you about that because you just came on and I love the fact that you just started speaking to me like a normal person and that caught my eye because I do get messages pretty much almost every day and the way you approach me it was so organic and you just started talking to me like a normal person instead of you know saying hi and you just actually just connected with me yeah and try to instead of trying to sell you something <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, when people have those, those automated messages and things that come up, I know. So, you know, and the other thing I like to do on Instagram is send people voice messages and video messages because there's not that many people that do that. So, you know, you can connect with people better. So I want to talk to you about a little bit about your journey because it's, it's phenomenal and it has inspired me on so many levels. So first of all, let's start. Um, how did you first start doing makeup? Yeah, so I've been a makeup artist for 10 years. And I don't really know how I got into being that creative because my family, they're not creative. I think I'm the only creative person in my family. And it's my journey started pretty much 10 years ago as a makeup artist and to be honest i ended up having like a cystic acne and i started like doing makeup on my own on myself and that's pretty much how i got started into makeup and the more i did that having a cystic acne growing up pretty much like couldn't go out and didn't want to go outside and the only way for me to do that is to cover up and I didn't know I had that skills back then 10 years ago and I just as I did that I just enjoyed the process so much and then I find self-confidence it's really goes deeper than makeup itself and so the more I did it on me the better I got. So it's almost like a scales. And then I decided, wow, I, I really want to do this for a living. That's when I get started. I went to school. I studied makeup. I studied all the techniques with makeup. And I just enjoy it ever since. That's really cool. And then you started to kind of do it on the side and you were working a full-time job, right? Yeah, because I think the reason I did that 
is because looking around being a makeup artist, I live I live in Canada and in a really small town. And so the belief around it is you could never make money full time doing makeup. And so I took that belief, someone else's belief that I couldn't. So I would have to find a full-time job, a nine-to-five job. That's what I'm thought. So I feel like in order to be successful, this is the limiting belief that I got. In order to be successful, you either have to be a nurse or a doctor or some sort of like this prestige profession, like an engineer, a lawyer, any of those stuff to be successful. I didn't have that. I don't have any... I don't have any desire to be those. I just don't have that in me. And so I went into creative, into makeup, but I couldn't make money doing full-time doing makeup and I couldn't support myself and my expenses. So I ended up doing what everyone else think they should do is to get a full-time job that pays the mortgage and the car. And then so my art as a makeup artist, it just became a weekend, I call it the weekend gig. So it just <laughs> became a weekend gig and I would do this makeup and that's when I'm alive the most. Like, so going through to this full-time job nine to five, it was something that I needed to do to pay for things. But when I came alive is the weekend when I need to, you know, do my craft. And so that's kind of how I became this obsessive, makeup artist where I would wait for the weekend so I could do what I love to do. Okay. And so how did your entrepreneurial journey begin? When did you decide that this was enough and you were going to step out into full time? Yeah. So I think the last two years is when I started this journey. I was, I was at work at this nine to five job and over the years, it just kind of got harder and harder to be happy. Not that I didn't love my work then, but it wasn't my passion. So the more I got in and the more I thought about what I wanted to be and I wanted I wanted to become, the more I was unhappy at 9 to 5 job. So I decided a year and eight months ago that I was going to go full force, quit my job, leave my 9 to 5 job, and focus solely on the makeup itself. So it's pretty gutsy if you think about it, because really, I didn't have any plan of how I'm going to get my next mortgage payment or my car payment or really didn't think through as far as how I'm going to live when the limiting belief around me is you could never make full time doing makeup and you're going to starve. It's almost like a financial suicide. This is what everyone is telling me. Everyone just told me I was stupid to do that. You don't have any plan. But in my head, I just had the belief and I just had the faith. And it really helped that even though everyone wasn't believing in me, I have this one person in my life, my partner, that believed in me so much on my passion that I was inspired by him to do that, to leave my job and focus on what I love to do. He said something about money is not everything. Money is just kind of almost like a a byproduct of your passion. So that kind of like inspired me to just take the leap of faith and see what's going to happen. And if it didn't work out and gave myself a year to make it work. And if it didn't work out within that year, then I could go back to another job or find another job or figure something out then. So that's my journey. That was the start of my journey. Quit my nine to five, focus on the makeup and just 
find all the resources I could and figure out how to be that person and who to be that person. Yeah, it's been amazing since then. You went out there and you hustled, like you just networked like crazy, huh? I did. I really did. And I could not tell you how I did that. I just knew that I had I in order for me to do something like that. So if you think about it, a lot of people would say, I just want to be this person and let's do the law of attraction and it does work. But what I did is I zone into that and I focused on that energy and like, I just felt like I took such massive action and that came from having you know inspired action really like you said networking that was the resource that was the first thing it came to my mind is i need to network in this industry in order to, for people to know who i am and what i want to do and just having those connection again is pretty much my first step to my journey really it's really incredible and then you've now worked with some of the most exclusive designers yes and, I and luxury destination weddings now how did that happen? You went from networking and going out there and then all of a sudden now, you know, you're at the Fasagi Mansion and you're doing, working with all these amazing designers. I know that there's people listening there like how in the world did she go from just networking to there? Yeah. So what happened is when I decided to quit my job, I didn't have anything to waste. So thank God for Google and it's, isn't it so amazing to have this technology around us and Facebook and able to find who those key player in the industry? And so really, I just network with a lot of makeup artists, hairstylists, wedding designers, wedding planners, and created pretty much a relationship. So kind of like what you did and how what we did is not like, hey, I'm Ling, I'm a makeup artist. I would like to be a part of this. It's almost like, hey, my name is Ling. What do you do? And just created those authentic connection. I ended up being part of a group, a makeup artist group and hairstylist group and just kind of took that and just created this movement. And you know, that whole networking thing, you don't know who you're speaking with. You don't know how can they can help you really because they can, they don't know who they, you don't really know who they know. So I ended up being part of this group. I'm in Canada. So there was this bridal fashion week and I felt like I needed to be there and I took the chance. So, you know, most people, most makeup artists would have gone and say, okay, well, that is a lot of money to go to New York, especially when you are just making minimum wage. It's a lot of money. And then there's the hotel that you need to think about. For me, I just knew that it was something that I needed to do. And I needed to say yes to everything from that moment on. So I ended up saying yes to going to New York Fashion Week. Once I got to New York Fashion Week, I networked with a totally different network again, and then took those network home. And then I just nurtured that relationship. And then and, you know, it just kind of had that momentum. And then I would get invited to some photo shoots. And, you know, it's just been amazing to network with those people. So really, part of that is saying yes to opportunity instead of thinking how I'm going to do this. And, you know, there's that saying where forget the how and just allow, which is exactly what I did. I just forgot how I was going to do it. I just allowed everything that came into my life and run with it. So what are some of the hurdles that you faced and starting your business and how did you overcome those? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing I would say is self-doubt. Huge. Because I mean, obviously, financially, I think that's a given. 
to any entrepreneurial anyone out there that financially it's really hard to do that but with me i think my biggest one was yeah of course financial because you don't have that much when you're starting out but i would say self-doubt because I've been surrounded by people that didn't really believe in what I was doing um, and didn't have a massive support. So because when you don't have when you don't have a massive support like that, a lot of negative things comes through your head. So definitely self-doubt for me is probably what kept me small and not stepping into my power quicker than I should. So definitely. I think that that is so key with everybody. I think that every single entrepreneur I talk to, they always say like, you know, I wish I would have just trusted myself and just have that confidence. It's so easy just to be like, I can't do it. And then you do it and you're like, oh, wow, I did it. (laughs) It's amazing. It is. And I think that's huge. What you just said is because you look back and I'm all about checkmark kind of girl. And that's how I started. I started with big check mark. Okay, that's done. Next, next. It's really not. It's about enjoying the journey. And I'm definitely enjoying my journey right now. Yeah, I, I love makeup, but I'm also loving, I'm, I'm actually loving all the connections that I'm making throughout this journey. And just really, I would just say, enjoying the moment. Yeah, that's really powerful. I think because you do, you, you can't, you can't focus on like the next goal, although I'm very achievement focused as well. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I got there. Now let's go there, you know? And so I think that it, that, that is, there is a challenge there, but you're right. You have to stop in the moment and create this life and, and day that, you know, that you're passionate about and that you love. Because if you don't, if you're miserable, then what's the point, right? Exactly. So what would you say are some of the the things that most people struggle with when they're trying to scale their makeup artist business? First of all, there's two things that I think. One is fear of commitment. I think it's because of the whole limiting belief that we cannot make money from it. So like fear of commitment and then investing in yourself is huge, I find. And then once they decide to, let's say, commit, sometimes they don't go 100% commit to that because, again, that's, that's based on fear. But once you get there, as far as, like, getting clientele, I think one of the biggest thing is attracting clients and making it more sustainable because makeup isn't something that you need every day. It's not like a haircut or anything like that thing for makeup artists is consistency consistent of getting those clients to pay them their worth but again with the the fear is a lot of makeup artists I feel that because we don't get consistent clients all the time that we undervalue ourselves because we are scared that would rather it's it's better to have our client or any client and then undercut ourselves and then you know have our prices low because we're scared that we're going to lose those clients when really i've done it the other way around i created a consistent high paying client because i believed in my worth instead of undercutting it because you do have that dream client there is a client for you when you know how to tell people that this is your worth and then you're respected from that. So I've definitely done it the other way around. I would, I, I've turned down clients before because I know that they're not my ideal client. Yeah. So 
yeah, that's definitely how I've done it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's so important too. I mean, I, in my own coaching business, like I turned down a lot of people and you're right. When I first started out as well, I was just in the, the whole business coaching stuff. You want clients so bad right away. And like, how do I get clients? How do I get clients? And then, you know, for me, all of a sudden I went from, how do I get clients to 8,000 people asking me to coach them? <laughs> and I was like, okay, now how do I coach them all at once? So I almost went from trying to do the one-on-one -on -one thing, which I really love to, okay, how can I scale this really fast and take care of everybody? But then I realized there were a lot of different people that I did not want to work with. Exactly. And That's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that I learned was it takes the same amount of effort to say, sell a package that costs $2,000 versus a package that costs somebody 50. Exactly. And I feel like when you do that, it's actually more of the people that you want to work with that loves you, that loves what you do, that loves what you can give them, you know, love your service. And it's really not about money, is it, at the end of the day. It's about helping those people and giving and, and really, like, helping them and showing them what you can do and change their lives. It's really now about, it's, it's about them. It's not really about you. Yeah, 100%. And I, you know, I, I found that those that invest more, like you said, tend to be more serious about, about it and take the action and all of that. So I'm 100% about that. So you also have a couple of best-selling books. One is your autobiography called Little Miss Slay, and yes. then Secret Diaries of a Female Entrepreneur. Uh, tell us a little bit about the both of those. So back in November, I was actually chosen to collaborate uh, with the book, The Secret Diary of a Female Entrepreneur. And at that point in my life, I was already doing so much and that I, I so first of all, I, I never aspired to be an author ever. I've never seen myself wrote a book. I've never it was never in my wildest dream, really. And let me tell you, I have a lot of wild dreams, but writing a book is not one of them. <laughs> so, so I was asked and to do to be part of this. And at first, I was like, hmm. You know, again, here comes the fear and self-belief, right? Because to write that, you would have to put yourself out there, right? Because what is the point of writing something when you're not going to go 100%, right? Right. Um, so when I, when I was asked, I said, let me just, let me just think about it. Because again, there's that fear that's about to come again, like I'm fighting with. And so after a while, I thought about it. And I said, wow, I have gone through so much transformation in the last year. And at that time, a year and a year and a half. And if I can do this, if I do this and I help one person and get inspired and have one person inspired by my story, then that would be worth it being part of this movement or being part of this book. So I ended up saying yes to this. And I, again, like I, I'm working with a coach at that time. And I remember her saying an opportunity only comes once and take it and say yes, say yes to everything. You know, because you never know what the opportunity is going to bring you. So I ended up saying yes to that. And I've met all these 19 women 
that is part of this book. And again, that inspired me so much because their story, I resonated with all their story. And they're such warrior women, female, amazing, intelligent. Like just being part of that is like so amazing. And that actually inspired me to write my own book. So when I was asked being part of the female, uh, the secret diary of a female entrepreneur, I secretly started writing my own autobiography because I was so inspired by the process. So when I started writing my own book, I, again, I didn't know if I was going to put out this book, my own autobiography, because there is so much more and it's so private. And it's like pretty much telling your whole journey about your struggles, your pain, my pain that I went through as a makeup artist, financially, emotionally, and all that stuff. It's like, do I want to put that out in the world? Right? Mm-hmm. And when I started secretly writing it with the chapter that I had, I went back to it and read it. And I was so inspired by that. And that's my own story. And so I, I figured, I thought about it a lot. And, and I was like, again, if I can inspire other makeup artists to go for what they want and get rid of that limiting belief that we all carry around us or through our life and that fear of not stepping into your power, then it's worth it. It's worth putting pen to paper. And I, and that's what I want to put out there is the message that you can do whatever you want. Someone else's limiting belief doesn't have to be yours. So what advice would you give someone that's wanting to follow in your footsteps? I would just say go for it start it's just start to do it don't worry about where you're gonna get the money from if this is something that you're so passionate about doesn't matter what it is whether that's makeup whether I don't know being an amazing doctor or whatever just start start somewhere it's not about being a perfectionist but it's starting somewhere is the key to your success is because if you wait around and say maybe I'll do this someday maybe I'll do that tomorrow or the whole procrastination of the whole thing just start start today you don't need to wait for tomorrow so that would be the biggest thing because I waited 10 years to step into my greatness and to step into the power. And when I decided to squash that fear, every single thing happened and all my doors is opened to me and I could never, be. I, I'm so grateful. And, and I really getting all this momentum just by being conscious and being aware that starting from now and having that focus um, just really made a huge difference. So yes, just go ahead and start. So you coach makeup artists and how to grow their business. Do you want to share a little bit and and what you offer in your coaching? Yeah, absolutely. The coaching is about six months. It's a six months program that I help other artists, and it really depends on where you are at right now. So the beginning is I definitely, the first thing that I like to do in my program is to get you into the right mindset, to be to have that success, successful mindset, money mindset, believing in yourself kind of thing. Because I can show you everything that I've done in my business, but if you don't have the right mindset that goes with it, it doesn't work. So definitely 50-50. And then as far as that coaching, it's almost like a tool that I give everyone everything that I've done, help them with their portfolio, network with them, show them how to network with the 
let's say they wanted to be a bridal makeup, then help them network within that industry. Marketing is huge when it came to my business. I definitely knew how to market myself between online marketing and offline marketing. I've also helped makeup artists and beauty artists use their skills to monetize it online as well. So it's not just your makeup, but we look into monetizing other skills that you have to help you generate more income for yourself. That's really awesome. You've been doing this for a little while now. And one thing I want to ask you is what made you want to add that to what you do? You know, because you're successful and you could just bask in your success. And then you decided that you wanted to help other people. So what, how did that come about? Okay. So it's, it's really a funny story is because I had a coach. I worked with a coach for a year. And when I started working with a coach, it's because I knew that I needed help, that I didn't know how to do my business. I didn't know anything about business. So again, investing in myself. And I never wanted to become a coach. But once I got all this momentum, like you said, I could just really just do what I do and just ride that, right? But I recognize all the pain and the struggle that I've gone through that I would be doing disservice to other makeup artists if I don't share my knowledge and what, how I've done to be successful because I want them to be successful as well. I know so many makeup artists that has the exact same struggle and pain as I've gone through and I really just want to help them out and share what I've done because they deserve, everyone deserves success. And... If I don't share that and I feel like I would just be doing this service to makeup artists and I want to make it my my purpose. I want to change their lives to get what they need to get and feel confident that they can do this and that if they choose to be the biggest, that the greatest makeup artist that they can. And I want to support them in that journey as well. I love that. So what other profession other than your own would you ever attempt? I'd love to be, and I feel like I'm attracting these people right now. I see myself as speaking on stage, being an inspirational speaker. I think that would be amazing to share my knowledge and my journey to inspire others. I think that would be, that right now, that is my, my dream. That is something that I want to work towards. I could see you there too. <laughs> I'd attend. Because you've definitely, in our conversations, have motivated me on so many levels. And I'm like, well, if Link can do it, I can do it too. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So funny because what you just said is, is exactly what I've been getting. It's like you just need to sometimes have another person inspire you. I mean, I was inspired by you. I was inspired the minute we started talking. I looked you up and I was like, oh my God, you're superwoman. You're doing so <laughs> And I'm like, wow, I want to be there. I want to be that person. And I think the biggest thing is surrounding yourself with like-minded people like you, yeah. right? And that's where you get your inspiration from is being around these people that can help you and really care about you. It's not even that. It's just you really truly care about those people and have a good relationship with them. Yeah. Well, you know, it takes one to know one. (laughs) I love it. So what's been your truth that you've held fast to as you've moved through this process of building your business and succeeding? 
my truth is really being myself, being authentic. I feel like when you want to be something, you feel pressured to act a certain way or stay a certain way and be a certain way. For me, I really carried who I am, who I want to be. What you see pretty much is what you get. And so that's definitely, I want to hold true to myself. I want to be authentic as ever because I feel like when you are authentic, that's where you attract people in your life that is as authentic as you. Yeah, that's really good. If you're able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? This is a tricky question is because I actually thinking about this and I wish that 10 years ago, I didn't let fear hold me down. That's what I would have would give myself now because just starting and just believing in yourself. And I wish that I just I started sooner and got to know myself and know exactly what I want without someone else telling me how I should be or my fear let me let me down. So that's really what I wish that I would have done to be where I am right now is not let my fear got in the way. So I do want to mention your website if people want to contact you. It's Ling, and I'm going to spell it L-I-N-G-B-L-L-E-Z-A.com. And obviously you can find that on my website and uh, the links below the podcast. You also have a couple of different Facebook pages. Do you want to explain that there's three different ones? So do you want to explain which one they should follow if they're interested in your makeup and your coaching and all of that? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Right now, what I'm working on is, yes, I'm still a makeup artist. My main focus is to only do two or three wedding destination a year. So if you're a bride and you are looking for a makeup artist that you can trust and to be your one wing wing women for your day and to pretty much cater to you and be your best friend and be the bridesmaid that you were just meeting at that time, that website is that lingbiesa.com. You can follow me at on my Facebook as well, Biesa by Ling Agaran. And if you are a makeup artist and you are ready to take your business to the next level and you need help and kind of catapult your business quick without the trial and error, you can follow me at Ling Agron. Send me a message there on Messenger. I also have a business page called Ling, uh, MUA Success and Mindset Coach. You can drop me in the line. I'm on Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn. I would love to share what I've gone through and see how I can support you in that sense. And just a quick chat. It doesn't have to be anything. If we're great fit, great. If we're not, that's okay too. I just want to speak to as many as many makeup artists I can in the world and see if I can help them on their journey to success. I'm so excited to see what is about to happen next with you because there's been so many amazing doors and you've just been doing so many amazing things. And I'm so encouraged just by your journey. And I do, I mean, I could absolutely see you up there speaking. Maybe you'll be on Ted talks. I don't know. Television. What's next? (laughs) The amazing. I'm the wanting to do all that. And really it's just all about, having that message out there and inspiring people and really supporting people because really we're, we're all here to do good things in the world. And if I can help that one person, I would be so honored to do that. 
So thank you so much for coming on and uh, sharing your journey and the way that you're helping people. I'm excited for you, Ling. And I also want to thank everyone for listening to Thrive Radio. For more information about this podcast, you can go to acalltothrive.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening and have a wonderful week.